freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome to episode number 308 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. We have a great show today. Our theme is, is the Constitution still our North Star? And our guest is Michael Perutka. Michael is a Maryland lawyer, the founder of the Institute of the Constitution. And Michael once held a position in the United States Department of Health and Human Services and was the Constitution Party candidate for president in 2004. He is also the co-host of the American View radio program. Absolutely. Welcome back to the show, Michael. Well, Cheryl and Dan, it's an honor to be with you. Thank you for your hospitality. It's great to be back on Gun Freedom Radio. Awesome. Oh, this is tremendous. You know, your uh, name has been bubbling up to my mind so often in the past several months because it just seems like every single day there is something else that flies in the face of what our founders fought, bled, starved, and died to secure for us in our Constitution and our Bill of Rights. And I, I just feel like our values as a nation, our goals and our direction has veered so far off of the roadmap. Um, and I just do wonder, as I named the theme of the show, is the Constitution still our North Star? Well, yes, it is. But we've got, we've got blinders on and we can't see it is really the trouble, I guess you might say. We are living, Cheryl and Dan, in an age of lawlessness. Um, and uh, I think what what I've come to the conclusion is that this is not this is not the, res the result of people being of making mistakes or being negligent, et cetera, et cetera. This this is an intended thing. This is a this is a predetermined thing. This is a um, this is an attack on America and on American culture and on Amer and on the Constitution. There, uh, well, since the beginning of our of our experiment in liberty back with our founders, there have been enemies of that. And they have used various methods and methodologies to try to, to, to undermine a, a system of government that is based on the idea that it's based on a biblical worldview, which means that man is a flawed creature, but God has given us rights. And it's the job of, of uh, civil government to protect and defend those rights. So, so we have uh, veered away from that, but, but is the constitution still the North Star? Yes, because, uh, you know, I, I've, I sometimes attend meetings with officials and when you bring up the Constitution, they, they seem to sometimes kind of laugh it off and go, oh, the Constitution, well, you know, good luck with that. Well, well what are you using for a yardstick then? I mean, if you're, if you're going to throw that away, what, um, if you're going to jettison that, then you really have, 
nothing to stand on to say that you have any rights or have any ability to enforce them because the constitution is the basis of the bargain, if you will. It is the deal, it's the compact, it's the contract that we have, that the people have with civil government. And uh, it's, it's as, as you of course know, it's a document that grants and, and entrusts enumerated and limited powers to certain people. And when they have, uh, when they have uh, jettisoned those and, and violated those with just a terrible violence, um, it's the duty of the people to rise up against and enforce that deal. Yes, it's the North Star, but we better learn, we better learn to navigate it and no negotiate it again. Well, unfortunately, our government and our schools are teaching the kids to look down and not look up at our North Star and follow it. Mm. You know, they're not teaching the Constitution in schools anymore. Well, they, um, if you go back to the real reason why, you know, people say, think that school, schools are a failure, and it's commonly thought that schools are a terrible, terrible failure. But if you read the works and the writings of people like Horace Mann, and Robert Owen and his son, Robert Dale Owen in the next generation, and, and men like Albert Combe, those people that actually developed and, and, uh, and lobbied for and instituted the, the, the government school system in the 1850s and 60s, et cetera, their objective was to do exactly what has done, they have done. Government schools are extremely effective and, and successful in what they've tried to do because their goal was to de-Christianize America and to separate American children from the values and principles that their parents held dear. That was the fun people. If you think that they were about writing arithmetic or reading or whatever, they were not, they were not. And please don't take my word for that, Cheryl, Dan, and your audience, please read the words of those people that in the, in the works of those people who, who founded those schools. They have been a tremendous success in there, they've been change agents to uh, to undermine American values, and they're still going at it so very, very strongly. You know, I prayed for a long time, along with others, that the government schools would be closed, and I never thought it would happen in my lifetime. But a great silver lining of this <laughs> ridiculous pandemic fraud is that the government schools closed. Yeah. Praise God. The government schools closed and and these movements about ar around here around my neighborhood about and, and yours of course as well to reopen them are i mean i just want to scream they're nonsense they're no 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 leave them closed that's that's the one silver lining in this mess well you know i find myself right in that that tension between the two because uh during the time that they were closed I was homeschooling my my six year old uh, granddaughter quite a bit, and I have to use that in the loosest terms because I'm not equipped for that. Now I could become equipped for that, right? And then when they were trying to do that online schooling, there was no or uh, independent learning online. There was yeah. no learning, there was no schooling happening. It was that was ridiculous for a six year old. Um, but uh, I totally understand. I would find myself arguing in my own mind exactly what you said. Uh, why would I be fighting to put her back in this system that I think is polluting That's her gonna, mind? There was a book. There was a book written by a, a friend, a friend that I, I knew, um, and um, his name's going to come to mind in a minute. Um, Moore, uh, 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 Tom Moore, I think it was. 
um, he wrote a book called uh, Let My Children Go. And basically his theme was take your children out of Pharaoh's schools. Um, Pharaoh is raising your children to, to hate your God and your God's uh, ordained system of government and the principles under which you would claim that you have rights and the right to defend them. That's, uh, that's what these, thing, these schools are doing. And, and, and I, I'm so glad, Cheryl, you said that because, and, and, I, and I'm not trying to chastise you, please understand this. But, but when, you said, away. <laughs> but when you said I'm not equipped, oh yes, you are. You are more equipped because, uh, you know, Proverbs uh, 1, 7 says the beginning of knowledge, uh, the, the beginning, the, the, uh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, the beginning of knowledge. God has not given government schools or the civil government the authority and the duty and the, and the power and the talent to raise children to, to love, to, in the fear and admonition of the Lord. He gives that to parents. You have more in this little part of your little finger of, of, of talent and ability and equip, equipment to do that job than any person uh, from a government school. Um, my, I used to have a pastor that, excuse me for beating this to death, but I used to have a pastor who used to say, Michael, there's no right way to do a wrong thing. There's no right way to do a wrong thing. There is no right way for government to teach your children. That's a job for mom and dad, moms and dad. Now, I'm a homeschool dad as well. And we, we use co-ops and we use, there, there, obviously there's, there's, there's situations that you might not be an expert in teaching science or math or something. But there are people right next door and across the street and down the road that know how to do that. And um, uh, and 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 but but under your supervision, guidance, and tutelage. That's that's the that's the key. Not under the the tutelage of the state. Well, what I've that. seen, I have seen. Okay, I've seen Cheryl lose a little bit of hair. <laughs> but I have talked to other parents and uh, you know adult uh, that have teenagers. And they're finding out with the kids being at home that the schools are not only not teaching the good stuff that needs to be taught, but they're teaching bad things. And the parents are going, they taught you what? Mm -hmm. And now the parents are interacting with the children more than they had in the past. Right. And the you know? school boards. I mean, one of the topics I wanted to dive into with you is this whole critical race theory issue that has erupted across the nation. And the idea behind that, as I understand it, is that uh, they're trying to reframe, you know, not, not um, you know, revisionist history necessarily, but a reframing of U.S. and even world history for our children and our children's children. And it's, it's perplexing to me that, you know, they're teaching racism they're they're trying to teach our children to see each other through this lens of race especially at a time when uh, my generation i graduated high school in 1984 so i was of the we are the world you know, so young in the <laughs> well bless your heart and the the ebony and ivory you know and so our children the millennials i think we're equipped and actually at living out inclusiveness and color blindness and um you know just enjoying other human beings as human beings more so than any other time or place in world history and 
if I'm correct in that, how on earth are they spoon feeding us like we're just little hungry baby birds just gobbling up this racist garbage of this critical race theory? Like what, what is happening, Michael? Well, well, well to, thank you. To Dan's point first, the, the, um, th this, is, this is not of course education at all. This is an indoctrination into a Marxist idea. Think of the words critical race theory. What they're teaching us is to be critical to criticize other races. This is the typical Marxist divide and conquer strategy. This is a class struggle. They're teaching us what, to hate each other and to line up against each other. But in the same way that they're teaching critical race theory for, for uh, you know, so they want blacks against whites or, or against whatever other color, greens against reds and blues and yellows or whatever. They're doing the same thing with respect to vaccinated and unvaccinated. They're trying to separate us into vaccinated. They're trying to divide us into groups where we fight and 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 struggle with each other while that classers that class or 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 race struggle is is going on. That's uh, they're doing their evil things. They're they're controlling us all with that with that uh, with that idea. So critical race theory is is a Marxist idea. Um, and, and again, to Dan's point, when you when you when parents see this happening, this is their I mean, this is a wake up call. If you didn't get a wake up call any other way, this should be a wake up call to you. Don't send your children back to Pharaoh's schools or Hitler's schools or whatever whatever you want to call them. Dividing people against themselves is a Marxist strategy, uh, which which uh, separates us. You know. Uh, in in my my pastor this week, uh, Pastor David Whitney um, gave a sermon about about Ruth and uh, uh, you know she she and and Boaz who is of course uh, Ruth came came back left her own people and her country her mother and her father to 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 follow her mother in law Naomi back to her people and so she was a stranger when she was gleaning from the field I, I don't mean to get too far into this but when she was gleaning from the field. Boaz, who was not like her at all, he wasn't from her race, he wasn't from her culture, but he recognized her industry and her care and her concern for her mother-in-law. She recognized his authority. And even though they were from different races and, and different creeds, if you will, and, and actually had been brought up uh, worshiping different gods, they worked together. They came together. This is exactly the op This is the biblical way to, to treat people and to and and to and to uh, bring people to the to the Lord. But but what this Marxist thing is 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 exactly the opposite of that. It's divide and conquer. Yeah. The critical race theory is 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 a, is a dangerous thing to have children learn. It's a dangerous thing, it, and it and it. For me, in my, and I'm a little older than you are, <laughs> but it seems so ridiculous to me. People from my generation would, uh, I would think, would scoff at it, but but people who are coming up today, as you say, like the little birds, are re regrettably are are indoctrinated in it. Well, they're teaching it in the news. They're teaching it in schools. They're teaching it the governments, sending the messages, and it's just the way it is. You know, it's they're. If you hear it so often, it becomes truth. Well, and there are so many families that are blended in in so many ways, and we have you know ways to communicate with people across the globe in ways that we never would have um, even when I was in high school in the eighties. 
And so we, we have bridged so many of these gaps. We have overcome our, our biases and our, a lot of our tribalisms. Uh, it's just shocking to me that they're able to float this stuff right now and have gotten any traction at all. But well, I, well, Carol, I, isn't that what you just said? Isn't that very much like what Tim Scott said in his response to that, the, the speech that, uh, yes. that Biden gave? that ridiculous diatribe. Um, but Tim Scott was saying, this is not a racist country. This is, this is, this is a country of opportunity. And, and, and to see it that other way is just a dark and desperate and, and deceived way to view things. Um, Isn't that the case? And all the people at the exact same moment that we're having such a crisis at our, at our borders, people desperate to come to this nation uh, seeking, you know, uh, risking life and limb to come to this nation. Clearly, they haven't gotten the memo that we are rife with. <laughs> so yeah, that's just yeah. one of many contradictions, is it not? Yeah. So much so, it's it's craziness. Um, another counterintuitive thing that is happening um, in all of these is all of these sweeping Second Amendment infringements coming out of the the Biden Harris. Uh, administration with their initial actions, right, which tells you this is just the start of what they they want. But in the past 12 months, here's one of those uh, counterintuitive, those these these contradictions, eight to 10 million people have become brand new firearms owners. And now the administration is trying to vilify gun owners and the tools themselves. Um, it's just mind-boggling. Like, how do how does the administration think they're going to get any traction with this? And if they do, it's got to be out of our ignorance, the voters' ignorance, the citizens' ignorance that we we d so desperately need your uh, institute on the Constitution so that we can re-educate ourselves on what our founding documents were are even about. Thank you. Well, Cheryl and Dan, we have to be, you, you, you said a mouthful there, we have to be yeah. worthy of liberty. And to be worthy of liberty, we have to understand its principles and we have to understand, you know, many people, you know, there's been such violence by these governors done to not only the United States Constitution, but to their state constitutions. Um, just as an example, in, in, in my state of Maryland, there's Article 44 of our Declaration of Rights, which says that the Constitution of the United States and of this state are apply as well in time of war as in time of peace and no deviation therefrom or, or violation thereof under the plea of necessity or any other plea, under the plea of necessity or any other plea is valid. Nothing could be more on point. I mean, so, so the pandemic is not over the constitution as they've led us to believe. The constitution is over the, pan, is over the pandemic. It's, it's, in, it's in difficult times like this when we, when we absolutely need to follow the law, not to jettison the law. So the same thing is true in this, in, 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 with respect to the Second Amendment. These people that, the would you say eight to 10 million people have bought guns, yes. new gun owners? Well, that's because they in, innately, they have some sense and they're doing something that makes sense to them because they realize that, that look, if, if the government wants to control us and enslave us, they, 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 they do it, they, they, they need to, first of all, get rid of the idea of God because, because God is a different, 
is a different entity to follow than them. They think they're God, so they have to they have to demean and 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 get rid of and get rid of of God. They have to get rid of guns because guns are a practical way and obviously a practical way that the citizenry can can fight back. So they have to get rid of the the the, the way that you would think that you have liberty and then the means to effectuate your liberty. They they want to take both of those two things away. So it 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 just it actually makes sense that that's what they would do. Um, they don't care about making sense, by the way. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that matters to them. Um, and as you, as you said earlier, one of you said um, that uh, if you tell this lie long enough and big enough, then, it, then people, people start to believe it. Well, that's, it's our job, I think, also to turn that off, to turn off the television. Why do people go get these vaccines? Experimental, experimental gene therapy, it's not even a vaccine. But why do people go get them? Basically because the television told them to. But Michael, the Constitution was written a long time ago, and they didn't know about COVID at the time. <laughs> yeah, they, no, they knew about any. they knew about evil people at the time. They knew about people who sought to control and enslave other people. That's they knew all about that, and that hasn't changed one whit. Absolutely, right. and, and they knew about disease. They right, knew. I know they did. I, I'm just saying that because they say no, that about guns. Absolutely, they say that they didn't have semi-automatic and full automatic guns yeah, back yeah. the time. Mike, before the show, we were talking about a new program that you had, and it was called the Freedom Toolkit. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. Uh, what we've been working, and this is too on the Constitution. First of all, we, we, our mission is to get uh, people to think like Americans to think like Americans again, to, 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 to jettison this, uh, this, this false idea. And one of the things we've come up with recently, we're working on, and we'll, it'll be on our website, The American View, very soon, is a freedom uh, uh, a citizen's freedom kit, basically, which will have suggested language that you can go to your county council, your town council, uh, suggested scripts for you to, 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 to make the case to them that they need to interpose on behalf of the people against state or federal government that's violating the Constitution. There's also uh, uh, scripts for uh, uh, like postcard sized things that you can hand to a business owner or a restaurant owner. Um, uh, that explains what face the, the the fraud of face mask laws. Uh, there is no such thing as a, there's there's no such thing as a face mask law. Governors don't make law. Executives don't make law. Courts don't make law. Laws are made by legislatures, and and nowhere in the country is there a, a, a law that requires you to wear a face mask. Uh, it explains the idea of that it's a medical device, and it's and it's uh, regulated in every state. So there's there's these practical. Uh, information parts of this information kit that you can use to speak to your local government, to speak to your uh, uh, your sheriff, to speak to your uh, uh, law enforcement official. Almost everybody has a brother-in-law or a cousin or somebody in your church or somebody that's a, a, a cop or a law enforcement official. And here, and there's a letter that's included in that packet that you can give to them that up, that encourages them and explains to them why they need to stop listening to tyrants and obey their oath. Uh, to to uh, to the to the Constitution and uh, practically and palpably explains what they need to do. So thank you for bringing that up. That's something we're working on. It'll be on our website within a matter of days or a day or two, and uh, that's theamericanview.com. Or you can type in Institute on the Constitution or theamericanview.com, and that'll take you to our website. And um, and in addition to all that, we have a, a Constitution course that's free. F R E. You can, um, you can go online there. We also, all across the country, have classes uh, in, in the Constitution um, 
that are held by, and there's a map actually on our website that shows you the classes that are forming and taking place near you. They're in every place, including Arizona. Um, and uh, they're all over the country. So, um, uh, we're, and we're also working on a, on a project to uh, develop courses of instruction for every state constitution, which is extremely important. Many people don't even realize they have a state constitution. Um, so, so thank you for bringing that up. These are all materials and, and, and uh, 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 tool, tools that, that will equip you to hold your elected representatives accountable and know how to speak and talk to them and also to law enforcement. That's a tough one because half the politicians out there don't even know what the constitution means or what it says, and they're making laws. We're voting for people to make laws that we have to follow. Dan, it's a huge problem. In my state, there are two accredited law schools, um, University of Maryland, University of Baltimore. I went to one of them about a hundred years ago. Um, but when uh, what, neither of those schools have a course of study in the Maryland constitution, and yet when, any, when, when you, any, everybody that graduates there, assuming that he, he, he passes the bar and becomes an attorney, they'd swear an oath to the Maryland constitution. They've never studied it. They've never been required to read it. And possible? I bet that's true in your state too. It's, oh, it's sure. true in many, many states. How is that possible that you are to uphold the law and you know, follow the law and you don't even know what the law is? Well, that, 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 that shows you how deep and, and systemic the corruption is in, 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 I mean, law schools don't even teach you law. I didn't learn the law in law school. I don't think anybody learns the law in law school. You learn some process that you that get you by, but the law is, you, you, learn, you learn a fake law or a, or a pretended law that, uh, that says that laws are made by courts and executives. No, they're made by, first of all, they're, they're, they're made by legislators and they have to agree with the constitution, which is the temporal standard and they have to be they have to agree with God's law the word of God the ten commandments which is the eternal standard and that's that was well understood by all, all, all of our founders by Jefferson and Adams and Washington and, and etc it's understood by nobody today um, John John Thomas in his uh, in his uh, in his uh, hearings where they were going to confirm him he actually offered the fact that he believed the Bible but it wouldn't take any it wouldn't have any uh, John Roberts I'm sorry would have not have any um, bearing on any of his decisions. Well, that's just an absolutely ridiculous thing to say. He just took the ultimate law book and, and threw it out the window. And actually he's acted just that way. Um, that, that, so he's, he's, he's fulfilled that, that, uh, that prediction of, of himself. So it's, it's a huge problem, but that's why institution, excuse me, Institute on the constitution. That's why we, we exist. And um I encourage people to please go to our website, uh, with, again, theamericanview.com and, uh, and start to learn the way it ought to be. You won't be able to enforce it unless you understand it. Amen to that. And, and you can't, uh, as a citizen, care or fight for uh, something that you don't even know or feel any connection to. Um, and so one, one last thing I wanted to talk to you about is we are going to be facing, if we aren't already, I believe we are already facing inflation issues because of all the money that is being printed simply because I guess there's still paper in, in their <laughs> files, in their cabinets to, to print it on. Um, but the degree of inflation is as yet unknown. I, but I have to believe it will come. 
if our sense of history is destroyed and our ability to protect ourselves, our Second Amendment and our families uh, is destroyed and our money becomes worthless, um, I mean, I think you've given us some ideas already with the, the tools in your kit and in your website, but um, how do we get back to our North Star? Well, let me say some hopeful things, okay? <laughs> because I'd like to end on a, on, a, on a hopeful note here. The situation is, is as you described, is, and, and you're right, it's, it's horrible. And it's horrible because the enemies of America are, quote unquote, in charge of America right now. People who, have, who hate America, hate what it stands for, um, uh, are actually perpetrating an act of war against us now. The, wearing, the, the enslaving us with face masks, the destruction of our economy, um, the, uh, uh, the, the, the rampant inflation that's coming because of the, the fiat currency that we've been under uh, and, and we continue to be under. All of these things are acts of war against our country. Um, it is going to be up to the people. My, my mentor, Mr. Howard Phillips, used to say to me, Michael, the Constitution is not a self-enforcing document. Mm. It's not a self-enforcing document. though. It's a wonderful document. It's an inspired document, but the words of the document are not going to leap off the page and enforce themselves. It takes champions. It takes people who are who understand. It. First of all, who who have read it, who have understood understand it, who understand the basic the Christian principles, are committed to those principles um, and committed to championing it and living it out. There are people all across the country today doing exactly that. There are school boards that are getting replaced right now because because parents are going, we're not, now, of course, you, from my earlier comments, you know, I, I think that what they ought to do is dissolve the school board, dissolve the schools, and put them all under the control of local and parents, and, and, and uh, local and parent, parent, parent run curriculum. But, but all over the country, there are people rising up and taking, and taking charge. That has to be, and, and it's, as bad as it is, the television is designed and, and the media is designed to make you think it's hopeless. It's not hopeless. Whatever you can do, whatever, whatever you have at your fingertips and at your whatever sphere of influence you have, whether it's uh, the, school, the children that you can educate yourself or that you join others to help educate or whether it's to influence law enforcement people that you know or whether it's to testify at your county council, et cetera. This is, this is the great opportunity to, to, uh, to flip this thing the other way. There are many, many more of us than there are of them. But we need to, but we, but we need to again, my friend, my, my mentor, Howard Phillips, used to say, Michael, thou shalt know the rules. You need to know the rules. You, if you, you're going to engage in something, you got to know the rules. And we have to know our constitution. We have to know what those rules are. We have to be able to understand the revolution that's happened in America. We have to be able to articulate that so that we can convince others to work with us to overcome it and restore. We're not revolutionary, they're revolutionary. We want to, re we're restorative. We want to restore an order that is lost just like our ancestors at Runnymede in 1215, just like our ancestors in America in 1608, uh, in in uh, Jamestown in 1620 in Plymouth, just like our founders in 1776, we are seeing that an order has been destroyed and we need to correct and restore that order. And that's what we're about. And that's what we're about at Institute on the Constitution. Boy, that's that's wonderful. And and thank you for that that hopeful message. And I do think that 
you know, just like you said, there are silver linings in, in the idea that kids were home with their families for all those months uh, during right. this, this COVID mess. But, you know, there's that analogy out there about the boiling. How do you boil a frog effectively? You just, right. you know, without him jumping out of the pot, you just turn up the heat slowly, slowly, slowly. Well, I think that this new administration, this Biden-Harris administration, and, and all this BLM stuff and all the, the rioting and burning of cities and all of these things happening at the same time, it, somebody cranked the heat up fast enough that it woke up a bunch of us yes. frogs. I, I've jumped out. There are frogs <laughs> jumping out of the pots. All, there are frogs jumping out of the pot all over the place now. Amen. How do, how Praise do, God. You know, I, I don't get it because with all the new election fraud and all this other stuff going on, how are we going to get our politicians to become people of the constitution how they they by running ourselves maybe that's the only way right and supporting people that we bingo been, right am i yes on yes yes if you if you it, this is this is a frequent question we deal with once you learn what the rules are you are, are able to articulate articulate it and see what's happened and you look around for somebody that you want to vote for in many cases there isn't anybody right and you got to go look in the mirror because mm -hmm. <laughs> it might just be you it might just be you or somebody you know. It, we, we need to take this back. Yes. And it shouldn't be hard to be a politician. All it should take is, you know the Constitution, you follow the Constitution, you say yes and you say no, and you don't, Based and that's it. Representing it, your constituency. Right. But man, you know, it's a snake pit right now. It is a viper's den. And, and I, served, I served on my county council for, from 2014 to 2018. I was elected. I wasn't elected again uh, for, for some reasons you probably would understand. Um, but I voted against every county budget because they were all unconstitutional. There were so many times when they tried to give us money that some FEMA or some, some government agency, uh, federal or, or international agency, want to give us money. And I voted against accepting all of that money because all that money comes with strings attached. We were bought, the counties are bought off. Yeah. So, so um, we, it, it, we, ha we have to go back to the basics. We have to return, to, we have to go back to go. We just have to go back to go and start over. Um, and it's not such a hopeless thing. It's been done by our ancestors, by our forefathers, and, and we honor them and bless them for, for what they've done. We, we are just living, it's, it's, it's our turn. It's our turn to get, to, to get the job done and we need, and, it, and you know, it looks hopeless, um, I remember, uh, was it Einstein that said, for any idea which at first seems, uh, for any idea which at first does not seem absurd, there is no hope. So, so <laughs> well, all, all great ideas seem hopeless in the beginning. I, I thought it was hopeless too, but then I see what the other side is doing mm -hmm. and how blatant and how stupid the way they're doing it, that even the not smart people are starting to see what's going on. Yeah. Well, you said that way. very delicately. That was very diplomatic. What you said. I have to be super careful. You know, my wife has a <laughs> mute button over here, but it's true. I mean, come on, what kind of president and vice president could be getting away with what they're doing? I mean, it's it's a know. joke. It's it a joke. The lockdowns and all that, uh, and and the, the destruction of the economy is is. I mean, it would be a joke, but it's not funny. It's 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 destructive. It's and if if this doesn't wake people up, then then uh, as we said at the beginning of the show. Maybe we're not worthy of liberty. Right. If you if this doesn't wake you up, you're not worthy of liberty. Well, I quit watching Saturday Night Live quite a few years ago because of how political they are. And yeah. what did they do? 
They forced it in real life. Now we have Saturday Night Live every day <laughs> on the news. And I, you know, it's the way it is. It is. We. I, I don't think you're too far off there, babe. I can't uh, top that one. That's that's. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna use that one, Dan. Thank you. Okay, use it. That's great. All right. Well, live from the United States. Oh. It's Saturday Night Live with Biden. <laughs> yes, no doubt. All That's right. Cool. Well, as we start wrapping up, could you just tell folks one more time how they can benefit from the the knowledge, the learning, the the toolkit that that you have devised with your organizations? Sure. We 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 call it the American view. There's an American view of law and government, Cheryl. That that basically it's summarized very concisely and precisely in the Declaration of Independence. It basically says, there is an almighty eternal God of the universe. He created us. Our rights come from him. And the purpose of civil government is to protect and secure those God-given rights. It's not to make sure you're wearing your helmet. It's not to make sure you're wearing your seatbelt. It's not to make sure you're eating your veggies. And it's certainly not, sure, not to take care of your health. The, uh, the, the purpose of civil government is to, is to protect your liberty so you can protect your health. Right. So we have, we, we're, we're that's that's the American view. That American view is is in the, all the documents of our founding, but it's not operative today. It's not generally operative today. It's our job at Institute on the Constitution to educate people so that that they can understand what what that American view is, how we've d uh, discarded it and 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 veered away from it, and how we can return to it. That's what we need to do, but we need to understand it. We spend a, a, a couple of lessons just before we even get to the text of the Constitution in our courses. We, we talk about the context and the pretext. We, we, set, we talk about the principles on which it's based, the religious ideas on which it's based, how those ideas be, uh, became public policy, then, how, then, the, then the historical uh, elements that, that led to our, our, the founding of America. And we try to give people, people, people an appreciation of there's an American way, which is a biblical way to think and act. And there's, a, there's, there's reasons and, and ways to understand when that's being diverted from and how to return to it. So theamericanview.com is how you can get materials, courses of instruction. As I say, we're working on courses of instruction in every state. If somebody in, in a state wants to help us with that, we have people all over the country. We, uh, we have workshops going on where we're trying to develop state constitution courses. We have a, a, a U.S. Constitution course that's available online, um, and it, they're actually taught live. So please go. There's an interactive map you can go to on our website to find out where uh, those, those courses are being given, and get yourself educated. Get the tools you need so that you can do your job as a citizen. The job of an elected official is to keep his oath. The job of the citizen is to make sure he does it. Amen. But he can't keep his oath unless he knows what the Constitution, and we can't keep it unless we know it. Right. You know, it's interesting, so, you said you can think and act. And our government, I mean, I was thinking about the depression and how people got out of the depression. The government did help supply jobs, but people had to work mm -hmm. to get money. Right. Now, we, our government isn't teaching us to think, and they're definitely not teaching us to act if they're sending us stimulus money every time we turn around. Mm -hmm. People don't want to work. They don't want to act. Rewarding us. They're $27 trillion in debt. Why would you listen to anything they say? <laughs> Boy, that's the truth. All right, Michael, thank you so much. We value your time and um boy, when you're educating the next generation, our current generations, that's everything. So we appreciate yeah. you and and we encourage all of our listeners to uh to look you up and follow you. 
So thank sure. you again. Dan, thank you so much for your hospitality and thanks for the great conversation. I appreciate it very much. It's an honor to be with you. God bless you, Mike. Absolutely. Thank God you very bless. much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Right, he gets me fired up every time I hear him. I know. It's incredible. And, you know, we, we just don't, we in the general sense, don't take the time to understand this document. Why we even have this document. I'm holding the Constitution. It also has the Bill of Rights. The pocket Constitution is like 40-some pages long. It takes like an hour, hour and a half to read. It's not in difficult language to understand. And yet, you know, we'll spend more time waiting in line at the, the Starbucks, you know, in the course of a week than we will reading I got it. Give them the people to read in line at Starbucks. For real. I'll but it, it. but it, it is, it, it's really troublesome because everybody knows that we have the constitution and as if they see other people's rights being abused, they don't care. But when it comes to theirs, they care, but then it's too late. Mm -hmm. We have to be aware. I mean, look at, count how many politicians that don't follow our constitution. Look at every law that's already on the books that doesn't follow the constitution. So here's the thing. So all the people out there that are, I, I don't know if everybody's familiar with this term now, but, and, and I feel bad because we have one of our most dear friends that I love so much, her name is Karen. But uh, nowadays, there's this phrase out there that, you know, you're a Karen if you're, you know. But Karen's kind not of, a Karen. Oh, no, our Karen is not a Karen. Uh, if you're overbearing, if you are butting into other people's business, if you're always wanting to talk to the manager, you know, that kind of thing. We need all of that Karen-esque energy, right? Mm. All the people that are, you know, like shouting each other down about, you know, wearing a mask or, uh or getting the vaccine, we need to channel all of that energy into browbeating each other. If you want to browbeat each other, like I am not super a fan at all of browbeating each other, right? Live and let live. That's what I'm about. But if you're going to browbeat someone, why don't you browbeat them into reading the constitution I got an idea. or that's, taking a constitution class? That's cool. I mean, I'm, I'm going to take this constitution. I'm going to put it in my pocket. You know what? You know how when people don't wear a mask and other people see them and they mm -hmm. start yelling and hitting them and stuff? Yeah. I'm going to walk up to people. Do you know what this is? And if they say no, I'm going to beat the crap out of them. <laughs> Just joking. beat the crap out of them. All right? And you, you know that you will go, I'm going to beat the Constitution right into you. Oh, my goodness. Right? Give me that. He did not just threaten bodily harm on the on the air. That didn't happen. That, wasn't, that was what? a joke. <laughs> it was yeah. a joke. It was a joke, but okay. you listen to that. I mean, you see that people are, are offended because you're not wearing a mask. Well, if you live in the United States of America and you don't believe in the Constitution, I'm offended. Boy, that's the truth. But you know what? Even me having to, to say what I just said, I, that is a product of where we are right now, right? I mean, our, our former president, President Trump, got impeached because he used strong action language, right? And so now it's like, I can't even say, let's fight for the Constitution. Oh, wait a minute. No, we can't fight for I didn't for mean it. the no. word fight fist as fight in fist, yeah. Persuade. Uh, no, you can't use that because that's illegal. To, Who no. knows? It's crazy. But stop being so dang sensitive out there. Um, and uh, just read the Constitution. I can say, I can say what it. I said because it's the people that listen to us know the difference between a joke and frustration. 
You know, it is frustrating. Now, I don't know about that. I believe that we have people who tune in and listen because they want to argue with what our, our subject matter experts say. I think that they end mm. up finding themselves caught up in it caught, and right. persuaded. Because but I do believe we have some of those Karen-esque people out there that, that tune in because they would love to um, harm our message in some way. And, um, you know, we, well, we that, welcome everybody to listen. We welcome everybody to take these, these ideas and share them around their dinner tables. Right. And Right. And you think about the people that are really outspoken liberals that are uh, attacking our government and stuff. They really don't have any backbone evidence to, to prove what they're saying. When they come over here to listen, first of all, those people, most of them don't listen. They have their little group that and that's it the ones that do happen to come over and listen start changing their ideas and they become less speaking out there and start mm -hmm. understanding it's hard to stand right. in the sunshine and not feel the warmth right, right. You get a little bit of a suntan a little bit of a glow it's hard to, hard to do so yeah. and, let's and have i think debates. that's what our subject yeah. matter experts right. offer let's have debates don't come over and preach and tell me the way it is but let's mm -hmm. talk right. I, hey i could be wrong about a couple things, mm -hmm. maybe, yeah. but I am not wrong telling you that there are a number, numerous politicians that don't follow the Constitution. Heck yeah. Prove that. Prove me wrong. Well, I think all of the politicians don't follow the Constitution and haven't read the Constitution. The the elected officials who are a public servants and actually acting as representatives of their constituents they probably more so that would be a great survey to put out there they probably more so have read and understood and are honoring the constitution but we have got to move along today yes because we follow the rules and the rules say we got to go <laughs> right and that's what the rules say all right well that's what the clock is telling us at least so um thank you again to michael perutka uh i my head is actually buzzing with uh, there's a couple of other uh, some friends of mine that, that of ours that have other podcasts that I'm like he would be such a great guest on their podcast. I'm gonna start making connections as soon as we get off the air today. Um, but uh, he's the stuff that Michael and his organizations are teaching is vital. Yeah. Like it is like oxygen for our future. And so uh, I encourage everybody to go uh, check out the AmericanView.com and also the Institute on the Constitution. And I'm very excited for him to post the Freedom Restoration Packet for citizens and uh, law enforcement and sheriffs. Freedom and Toolkit. Freedom Toolkit. We are, I don't remember if I said this yet, but we are in the studio on uh, Monday, May 10th of 2021. And so probably by the time this even gets posted, uh, a week or so from now uh, that may be active. So don't delay, check it out right away. And thank you to our amazing listeners. Uh, whether you come here because you want to mentally argue with us or whether you want to be refreshed by what uh, our guests are saying or learn from what our guests or are saying. Or make fun of me or whatever. Or, yeah, there's that. Um, we value your time, honestly. Yes, and uh, you know, really, if you are arguing, then you're engaging in critical thinking and you're engaging in, you know, uh, being actively mindfully engaged in what we're saying. And that is awesome. awesome. 
just mm -hmm. like Michael said, and we've said many times, don't take our word for what we're saying here. Use this as a launch pad for yourself to go gain knowledge about the things we're talking about. That's that's really where the mm -hmm. rubber meets the road. And if you don't want to follow the Constitution, there's plenty of other countries you can go to. That don't have plenty. our Constitution. Right. So you can, be, you can not be free because you wouldn't. Yeah, the Constitution you makes you free. To not be free. Yeah, you'd be free not You're to free be free. You're free to not be free. See, right now you can't you can't be free not to be free. I don't <laughs> understand that at all. But we're free here. We have a constitution. You go somewhere else where you think you're free, but you're not free because you don't have a constitution that makes you free. So this is like Cheryl. We got a free You're trip. Putting all that on me. <laughs> we got a free trip to go to Texas next month. And it's only gonna cost. Yeah. Only gonna call, it's free. No, it's not Texas. Call. That's how Vegas works. Okay. Right? Free yeah. food, free rooms. Oh, it's not free, baby. <laughs> you gotta pay when you get We're there. Not talk, what happens if Vegas stays in Vegas? That's true. That's, That's true. why I said Texas, Cheryl. Okay. I got you. All right. Well, we have got to get on out of here. Thank you again to Michael Perutka. Thank you to our listeners. And until next time, what are we pray for our nation and our constitution. Absolutely. Pray for our leaders, our representatives. Even the ones you don't like. Especially the ones you don't like. All right. Until next time, be good to each other. Have a great day. God bless. Bye-bye.